Available on all podcast platforms. This is the Psychology Cast, the podcast that interviews unique individuals on why they do what they do. Welcome to this podcast. I am talking to Arani, who is going to be sharing her experience as a bereaved member of someone whose life was taken away by a mental health. Now, mental health is someone, or sorry, something that is important to me. And that's one of the reasons why I studied psychology to find out more about the way we behave and what can we do to help ourselves to not fall to more mental things like mental illness. Now, first of all, welcome Arani. Now, Arani, I should say, in that sense. Um, I always I, I wondered, like, how, how, how best to pronounce your name. Um, where does, do you know the meaning of your name, Arani? But first of all, welcome. You can answer that question. Uh, thank you, Angela. Um, so my name, Arani, is um, another name for, like, um, Gayatri, of strength in Hinduism. Um, so that's where my name originates from, and it's Sri Lankan ta- Tamil name. And um, I think that's what my parents named me. But th- thank you for welcoming me, me to talk on this podcast. Well, I think you no. Know, first of all, you know, lovely name. Um, I, 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 first of all, I should apologise um, for these random noises I live in, in a place where people just start doing things randomly outside. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. Can you hear that? I can't. I can hear it. I hear something. Don't worry. It's all right. Yeah. Um, now, first of all, like, you know, thank you for even coming in to, to do this podcast. I know, like, you know, we talked some time ago about mental health um, and how important it is. And yes, we do need strength in that sense. So maybe it's very relevant that you're in this discussion. Um, first of all, I wanted to ask you, why is mental health important? I like, do you think to the general public, like why do we, why should we care about mental health? I think it's really important that we um, put our mental health and well-being at our priority because without looking after ourselves at our best, we can't perform at our best. We can't do our work. We can't um, do well without the relationships that relationships that we have with the world. It kind of interrelates with every aspect of our lives. And if we're not looking after ourselves at the highest possible, then it affects us in every aspect of our lives. And then we're not able to um, carry on our normal day-to-day activities as well as we could. Um, Yeah, I I, I genuinely think that the way we look at and manage our sort of like you know daily lives there's certain things that can come and disrupt our state of mind say our peace and ultimately it's affecting our the way our mind isn't it and you know mental health in that sense so we need to have a way of like um pushing for optimal uh, maximum capacity where we can of course because it's a thing that we need because we know the mind and the body are connected in that sense. Um, but we know that because of stigma, discrimination, um, we, um, sometimes education, we don't know what, what what's happening to us in our mind, isn't it, in that sense. And that's why we sometimes experience mental 
health problems. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. When did you start first start noticing like like what is mental health? Like when did you start coming across it? Like um how probably, did you, yeah. I think uh probably through my own personal journey, I think it was when I lost my brother to suicide and it, it happened about 10 years ago um i probably feel more comfortable talking about it now than i did right at the beginning because it was something that took us by surprise we didn't expect him to do what he did he seemed really happy he had everything going for him he was in second year university and um you know, um, and he was very popular and always had a smile on his face. And, you know, out of all the people that I knew, I thought he would be the last person I'd expect to do something like that. So it took us all by surprise. Yeah, so that's why I'm I'm quite passionate about mental health after what happened here. I want to try and um, create a better world for people um, since what happened, I guess, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Arani. Um, Arani, I should say. Um, I, I, I know that you know. Speaking to lots of different people who approach our charity, for example, um, have difficulties in um, you know talking about the experience, and it's not easy, and it's not pleasant, and we should, you know, it's it's definitely not a pleasant memory to have. Um, and you know what I found was that these people want to help people like that's the reason why they talk about it and so someone who like yourself who's actually come forward um and talking about it openly shows actually you know the conversation and the experience doesn't just stop what's happened you want to you know learn from that experience and you know learn from his message and so you can help others isn't it in that sense and i think that is refreshing um especially the charity our minds matter we do get lots of individuals who are selfless who are you know really committed passionate um, by lived experience and that's the only way we can you know move forward in that sense like you know so the conversation and the stuff and the experience doesn't just you know finish over there it's actually there's meaning behind this purpose behind it um what what do you what do you make of that yeah, I, I do really believe that. Um, I think ever since what happened after I lost my brother Kannan, that um, in that way, I feel since then I have a, a drive and a passion within me to try and help people um, put their well-being first. Because, um, and I don't want anyone to lose sight of that because it's so easy in a in life you get busy, you forget about yourself, you compromise your well-being just to do something and you forget. And this is everyone. We all have that problem. You know, we all have issues. And it, it's a false kind of thing to think that we don't have mental health. We all have mental health, just as we have physical health. Say if you injure your elbow or you mm -hmm. injure yourself, you go to the doctor yeah. to get it sorted. But you have a mental health problem you know it's almost like put under the carpet you, you know um you know there's a huge stigma about it and people aren't always facing that or trying to help themselves and um, the same way if they had a physical ailment absolutely and you know 
um, most of the people that I know, uh, or the most people might be listening in or might listen to know why I know that this is something that I really, really talk about, about the environmental and social elements that come into it. Um, the stigma, you know, Jimin, there's this thing that we don't do it, you know, it's, it's almost shameful. It's almost like, um, I, 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 you know, I believe, I do believe that people don't talk about it because in fear of discrimination, I think not just because of the fear, I think they will be treated differently. They will be discriminated. Like, you know, it happens in modern society. We say that we don't discriminate, we do. You know, when it comes to like job promotion, right? For example, we're not going to promote someone with a mental health condition because, you know, we're very unsure about what, what this person, what this condition will do to that person, you know, on how will it affect organization. That's just in the workplace, for example. Thinking about marriage, you know, Who's gonna? <laughs> yeah. My, my, who might marry someone with a paranoid schizophrenia? You know. Um, so I think discrimination is is real. Like I think that's the reason why people don't do it because they know there will be. But I, you know, I'm not saying I'm right. So that's my opinion. Uh, what what do you what do you think of that? Um, I think it, it's it's hard. Huh? So you don't have to agree with me, by the way. <laughs> I, 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 like no, I think I think no, no. I, I think it's 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 really really hard with the whole stigma. But uh, I mean, there's nothing to say that you can't do what you want in life. I mean, there's nothing to say that just because you're real and you show your true side, it's not going to stop you. If you you passionately believe in something, you can still pull forward. Say, for example, a job. If you're in a job where people don't look after your well-being or they don't take that as priority and you're open to them and they dismiss that, well, that's not fair for your well-being. Whereas if you joined another company where you told them about your mental health issues and they are like, you know, they're willing to help you, they're understanding, you can have annual leave if you needed, if, if you, you know, so it's very important to be open about how you are and how you feel and never to feel, um, put yourself second because your health and your well-being comes first and don't care about what anyone else, if, if that company or that workplace doesn't look at that, that, that means that's not the right place to work. You've got to find somewhere that acknowledges you for who you are and helps you to be the best version of yourself so that you can give the best service possible to society because otherwise there's no point yeah i, I, I think you know yeah. absolutely you're being like you have to be your true authentic self isn't it like listen you know that the condition is not you it's just part of who you are it's not it doesn't define you isn't it like you know what i mean and yeah. you shouldn't hide you, you shouldn't hide yourself away because you're going to give yourself you know problems unnecessarily in that sense isn't it yeah, and I think because yeah. of what happened to my brother, I yeah. probably feel less shy of, um, you know, this. And I've been through mental health problems myself. I've been through, I have suffered with anxiety, depression and PTSD. Um, you know, I'm a qualified osteopath and a physiotherapist. I'm not afraid to say this. You know, I mean, I have patients in Luton um, and in the area. I, I'm not afraid to say about my condition and the problems I've been through, regardless of the fact that I have patients. And I'm a lot better. I'm in a lot better place than I have been in the past. But I'm not afraid to stand up and say that I've been through this because by opening up and being open about this, this will help other people to be more open about 
what they've been through and this is about breaking the stigma this is about allowing people to be as open as they can be mm. to be the best versions that they can be because otherwise the life is pointless you just hide and you don't be your true self what and you want to break the stigma around mental health of the day you know we don't want to hide anymore you know especially after what happened to Kanan I just feel like you know there's no need we can be open and we can help so many other people and um, by you know giving them an example and then they too feel like they can be open about Think we might just lost you for a few seconds. Um, uh, I don't know if you can repeat that last bit. Um, I think when you said after your what happened to your brother, um, that's when I lost you. I think so. I don't know if you want to repeat that bit again. Okay, let me try and recall. So I was just basically saying that after what happened to my brother, I just feel like it's so important that we put our you know well-being first mm. and um regard you know regardless of you know and especially when you've been bereaved uh, by someone in the close in the family it could be suicide and if it's something sudden um you know you you know ever since what happened i just feel like i'm not taking things for granted anymore i i you know you try to be grateful for what you have and every opportunity that i get is you know to encourage well-being I, I take it and and try to improve that and it's important to be that example to help others and I think that's what's most important um I, I genuinely think that that's the key message that we're trying to um communicate we are going through lots of difficulties especially during lockdown the people are reaching out to the charity, for example, they're feeling very vulnerable. They don't want to go to mainstream mental health services. Um, and people are just becoming more and more isolated and they're feeling that the world is turning against them. So that's why it's important to talk. And exactly what we're doing here, isn't it? In that sense, we're normalizing the conversation to say, yeah, actually I've got all these conditions and thank you for sharing by the way, like, you know, I think that's really important and for the listeners to say, yeah, you can still have a um, a fully active life, like do you mean mental health doesn't define you. You're not just your path. So, what, can you explain what that is, just for the listeners? I think it's to do with backs, isn't it? That could be wrong. Well, stereotypically, it's backs, but no, I'm an osteopath and a physiotherapist, so um, I treat the whole body, kind of head to toe, all ailments, and um, can also help with. Um, relaxation and things as well so you know aches and pains mainly musculoskeletal is my field basically that's it really so head to toe aches and pains but then of course there are elements and moments you know when people are stressed they you know you see patients who are more tense and then we go through breathing and relaxation exercises for those patients where they have a link between and I often see the link between the mental and the physical health of patients as well and it's interesting to see and those people are more stressed some of them they hold on to certain stresses physically within their bodies in certain areas as well so yeah it does kind of tie in with mental health a bit as well well I was just gonna say like I think um like 
your patients or the people that you see probably they can you can they can relate to isn't it because they've probably got stuff going on in their lives which everybody has mental health so there's a likely to have a mental health problem which is no difference to a physical health problem like a headache like a stomach ache you know <laughs> yeah. you know we wouldn't be stigmatizing about that but we have a stigma around you know our mental health problem um yes. and so you're able to relate isn't it to to patients and you're right you know mind and body is connected um so in terms of like your um um like you know uh, your, your work with patients does it ever come up the conversations out of mental health like how they're feeling and oh, stuff does it come up I think patients often open up and mm. sometimes they put their emotions on us when we have a conversation and um, suddenly you know sometimes some patients may say that their pain is making them feel you know like they can't live you know that's happened you know sometimes that that can happen and then obviously we have to contact GP services and and get the right make sure that they have the right support in terms of that so I, you know, I've had to have training in that, uh, you know, in safeguarding and be aware of that to to make safeguard the patients to make sure that they're safe and um, they have, you know, the services and required to help them, such as crisis if needed as well. So, um, yeah, it's a lot wider than we imagine, because uh, especially since COVID, a lot of patients are opening up about how they feel. They're feeling a lot lower um, and more depressed, and especially patients who live alone, they don't have anyone. And then as soon as you, because I've been doing telephone and remote consultations as well, call them and then, you know, we might be the first person they've spoken to in a long while. Um, and then they've, they start to offload and that's when we have to be alert and be aware and then channel them to the services required, such as the Luton Wellbeing Services. That's one um, that I often refer patients to or to look at the website online where they can self-refer for wellbeing services as well. So I often do that as well to help patients. So it's, you know, it's looking at total wellbeing at the end of the day as well, because, you know, we're not just walking around with one problem we're human beings we you know yeah. even if even, even if we have a neck pain or back pain yeah. or whatever you know we have we're, we're human we have other issues as well and it's important to acknowledge that as well i'm just thinking also like you know other things like it might not have nothing to do with your body it could just be like financial issues it could be something outside in the external environment it could be uh, exposure to community violence you know something yeah. that's in traumatic you know Sometimes it's not even in your control, you know, isn't it? Yeah, so true. Yeah, and could be. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, carry on. I was just saying, it, it just could be from like so many different kind of things can have an impact. Um, it's not always direct. Sometimes you have indirect as well. Um, impact as well. Yeah. Um, absolutely, and I, I, I just wanted to. Without going into too much detail, I, you know, and, and whatever you feel comfortable sharing around um, your brother, uh, because he's he was he was like South Asian like me, um, lived in the same town, yeah. um, you know, and I I I, know, I have family members who are affected by mental health problems, um, still do, in that sense, um, so. What was it? What was it? What was it like for you? Like um, when you found out about, like about uh, first, you had a mental health problem. But did you notice before? Was it discussed? I 
I don't think it was it was straightforward as such. I, I, I don't think we even knew clearly, you know, what was happening or anything. There was nothing, there was no signs to what happened. It was like a sudden thing that came about. So it, it wasn't something that, you know, that we were aware of as such. And and I think it just took all of us by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish he would have come to me and spoken to me and opened up to me, you know, before making that decision, but he didn't. And if, if he did, I would have tried to help him. Um, that's probably why I do what I do and try to help other people because I feel um, helpless that I couldn't help him. And, you know, I often say that if someone were feeling suicidal that, you know, that they should think about, you know, who's there for them, you know, don't forget about the family members. And, but of course, you know, when people make that decision, I mean, when I, you know, read about it, people don't know why they make that decision. Sometimes they have no control of what they're doing as well. That's what I've read. Thing is, it's very hard to judge or know because otherwise I'll have to go and ask my brother, but he's no longer here. Now, if I were able to ask him, then I would get more answers. But in this instance, it's not easy because I don't actually know why he did what he did. And that makes it incredibly hard, you know, and to deal with, sometimes it makes it a lot harder because I go around and then sometimes I come back to those emotions and I'm like, why did he do what he did? And then I, I all I can do is create theories, but, you know, that's not fair because the only way I'll know is if I actually ask him why he did what he did. We can all make assumptions that he may have had this, he may have had other things going on. What you know, you know, that's the likely cause, you know, from a medical perspective. But from you know, looking at him like you know, he's my brother, I'm his sister, you know, looking at you know, uh, you know, if he had come to me, I would have tried to help him, but uh, he didn't, and I was shocked with what he did. and. Um, it was really hard and it still is hard. I mean, it might be 10 years down the line, but it's, it's still really hard to accept that my brother did that. I think with time, it gets a little bit easier, but we still remember him on our, his birthdays, his anniversary mm. things, you know, it's, it's hard. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, this year he would have turned 30. I mean, he passed away when he was 19, he took his own life. And um, my niece is born on his actual birthday and it's very strange, you know, how the universe works and, you know, um, mm. what a day we normally we mourn on that day or we think of our, my brother, but now it's almost like a day of celebration and my niece turned one on when he was supposed to turn 30. So it's weird how life carries on in its strange way, even though something so sad has happened. and. It's about trying to get that strength to carry on. And this kind of comes with time. And I think, uh, and, you know, you know, I'm not perfect. There have been moments where I've fallen apart. I've fallen into tears. And, you know, it hasn't been easy. But, yeah, so I think it's really hard to answer your question because I have to, I'm, you know, if, if I were to meet him one day mm. and, you know, if, if, if there's a, such a thing as if I die, I meet him again, then, you know, I'll go, hey, Kanan, what, what, why'd you do that? And I'll ask you, but I can't, yeah. <laughs> but I, but I can't give yeah. you the answer. As much as I, 
you know, and I, you know, I've, I've battled with this for years, but, you know, at the end of the day, I've, I've got to accept that, you know, he's done what he's done. I, accept, mm. you know, I've learned so much through that process, as hard as it has been, I've grown as an individual. Um, I've understood the world in a different kind of way because of what happened. And I wouldn't have the strength or, you know, to be who I am today if, you know, without going through what I did, I would be a completely different, you know, I'm a different person because of my brother. I can say I'm, I'm a better person because of Khan and my brother, I can say. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I, I you know, I was just, I was just take, taken aback and, you know, really, um, you know, uh, you know, how can you know, how can you not be affected in that sense? And, you know, I just think that, you know, like when you've gone through what you've gone through, and with your brother, I'm not, of course, I'm not surprised that you've had bad days. You know, I mean, that, that's, you know, how could you not in that sense? You're human. Um, and there's, there's, there's a bit that I like, Diago, like, yeah, so you do have an idea of like, okay, if I was to hypothetically, you know, come across, you know, uh, in that situation again, this is the question that I'd ask, like, you know, um, and that's the relationship between you and him, isn't it? It's, it's not about anybody else. Um, yeah. But how, show me, show me one like one happy memory that you had of him. Like what, what, um, what memory comes to mind? Like a very happy memory. <laughs> to this, uh, yeah. I used to go. In, he's younger than me, four years younger. So I used to always go in his room and see what is he doing. You know, let's go know why he's on the computer. I'm like, what's he doing? I'm like, hey, can I meet you up to? And then to get me out of the room, he used to just spray links everywhere, <laughs> just, just to chase me out. And I'll, I'll be like, I'm like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> That's one thing he used to do. It's quite funny. <laughs> That's it. And every time you links, when you think of links, you'll, you'll always think of him, isn't it? Um, yeah. Then fighting for our favorite spot on the sofa, you know, we'd race, you know, when you're watching your favorite, and then it, you know, he'll be in the corner, like, oh, that's where I want to go. That, you know, small things like that, really. Yeah. Wonderful memories of, and and you know, what's the word? They're very powerful, and these are the these are these are the stories that we need to remember about a people um, and about their character, you know, in that sense. Yeah. Um, now. You know, like with, with the family, you know, most people, like I said, most people know about what, what I'm doing and the work that I'm doing with the charity, for example, which is different to the podcast. Um, I think, personally, the only way we can move forward is what can we learn from that situation? Um, and so, you know, it, it, it becomes like part of like change for others because you don't want them to experience what you're experiencing so that's the reason why i do what i do i don't want people yeah. to experience what i'm experiencing because it's a very horrible thing and you don't want that for yeah. another person and that's the reason and that's why i think when me and you chatted some time ago a few months ago uh whenever that was about time to change and you know the national movement um the charity and the work that you want to do because you you know you write a blog isn't it and uh, yeah. about your experience um what Actually, tell people about that, actually. They might be interested in learning about your blog. Um, how did they access that? What's the blog so about and where do you access that? So in 2018, um, I started writing um, this um, blog about my brother. It's, it's kind of like um, based on the philosophy of 
kind of like what you see is not what you get in life and that's the kind of purpose of it so I just open up about various things and each month I just started opening up and it ended up being like a therapy for myself indirectly um and it helped me massively and um I think to the point where there were one time I was having some form of CBT and then I didn't have to have that anymore and then I was discharged and I didn't have to have any input and the, actually the the actual writing the blogs actually helped me massively um to process my thought process thoughts and to be able to manage um how what I was thinking um so I, I will send the link to you um I can't really recall because I'm at the moment I need to actually um, that's fine I mean Send the link to you after but um that yeah it's helped me massively so that's one thing i've done but during the first lockdown i also started a, a well-being group for friends and family within our circle just to help support us wow. and that was really good so every second mm. week we were having a topic of interest and we were like discussing for example self-love um challenges of um, going through you know the COVID-19 situation different aspects that we would just bring up and we'll just chat openly and that was really nice as well and so I'd really recommend if, if, if you have a group of friends or family that you're close to just to even to do proactively do that can can end up being a well-being support group within your circle um, I think it's really useful um, and then another thing we've done is I'm in the process of piloting another um well-being group that we're gonna set up soon and then a third one oh i set up today for luton well-being for luton um uh, for the sai ladies sai luton ladies within our center sati sai center in luton so we've started that as well so that's within the community so you know this there's room for well-being services everywhere but we can be that person who starts it and we don't need anything to form that all it has to be is you know with the zoom platform or some platform mm. you just use that and um you know you, all you have is a handful of who, whoever wants to be and then it will just grow without even you realizing and and it can help massively yeah especially with the times like this can help so much it's fantastic i just I, I, yeah I, I was the word i think you're right it doesn't require um a massive beginning it just starts off in a just one it's just one, one person to ignite it and you're creating a space you're creating an opportunity you're creating future friendships connections and a toolkit um and it's welcoming is accommodating and these are very key ingredients of how we uh, build uh, mental health resilience and empower people and reduce the stigma and reduce this discrimination this is how it's done the more we become self-aware of ourselves and others the more we like to change our behaviors our attitudes our beliefs about certain things um and yeah i'll put down the links to um in the podcast link so if um in if anyone's listening it'll be in the youtube video below um and on audio i'll put it into the anchor platform or the podcast platform it'll be in the links to um uh, your blog and the work that you're doing um yeah. th this is why i mean this is why we need to have a 
sort of like a way forward, isn't it? It's not just about the problem. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I think, yeah. It's sorry. more about trying to deal with it as well. So so to, to create something before there's a problem mm-hmm. or to have an avenue where a problem can be discussed indirectly. So say this well-being group that we have, for example, the one that we created with friends and family, it could be a close circle of few of you who you trust and you could take something that's quite tangible about yourself mm. not say what it is not and indirectly say well i'm you know you don't even have to say i'm having this issue you can just say well this is the scenario how would you guys deal with it and you find, through that you're finding ways of dealing with that those issues yeah. I really like that. I, I think that's that's absolutely spot on, you know. Okay, we're not going to talk about you because it can be an intense thing, isn't it? It's like, okay, I feel a bit vulnerable. Yeah. But what we'll do, we'll, we'll bring in a neutral case and we'll discuss the case study, isn't it? And everyone yeah. can give their views. Okay, yeah. what would you do in this situation? We do normally cover it in the, um, for example, like in our mental health first aid training. Um we do the exercise and we found it really useful when we do it with people. So absolutely, you're right. 100% giving them a scenario, giving them a situation that would really, really be effective. Now, you know, um, how often do you guys meet them? Like every two weeks, you said, yeah? Once every two weeks. Yeah, that's what we were doing, yeah. And then I think some of the others are on more on a monthly basis. We're going to try it. But we've got ones we're just testing it and seeing how it goes for now some of them but it's it was going really really well yeah it has been um we had good feedback as well from doing it good for you and good for them good for good for the community isn't it yeah yeah because yeah i mean i wish there was a space you know a long time ago for my family members you know like before i started the whole thing you know around and the charity work, I'm like, oh, you know, I wish this was around. I wish I knew these people before. It's like sometimes it does feel like, you know, we could have we could have averted so many different things. And it's like, okay, um, it's about the here and now, isn't it? It's about what we do today and what we do tomorrow. That's the key thing. Um, yeah. Our life lessons. Um, so in terms of like your situation, then like you know, um, I know we had a conversation before uh, before we came on. A, a potential like uh you know uh, podcast um i don't know i just think i, I just I, I just think that you know people are in need of talking to people um in a specific spot to learn about people's experience because i think that's the reason why i set this up i set this up podcast if i'm honest to process my own journey so i talk about the people's journey what it's been like what's happened and how did they how did they what motivates them and it's provided like, you know, like your blog, like you said, you're, it's a therapist. This is like a therapy for me when I listen back to it with the guests. Um, what are your views on that in that sense? In that sense, I mean, there's no pressure, by the way. No, 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 I think it's a very good point. I think it can be very therapeutic to speak to other people. Um, I think, I guess we kind of did that through the blogs and through the wellbeing group. Um, I think, yeah, podcast would be to the next step maybe to take it to another level to allow for more people so that more viewers and get more interest in the subject it's definitely something I'm going to think about after what you've suggested I think it could definitely work and 
and as you know you said that you know people can listen at any time and it's and it yeah I, I think it can work it can work wonders but I'll have to try it this is the first time I'm taking part in a podcast so <laughs> I'm on the other side so but definitely something I would think about they I don't know I've, I've been I've been around right in terms of like talk to lots of mental health organizations services both in intellectual and I'm sure I will do in the future and I think nothing beats an authentic person who's genuine who's had a lived experience I think they're able to put the spotlight on something and give in perspective like no nobody else like you know um and, and that's why I'm picking up with all the other guests I'm like because I've been through a lot of stuff in my life and um, with the family and stuff and again people know about that so I'm able to yeah sorry about this noise that keeps going <laughs> um don't know if you can still hear it can you hear it it's tiny like a, bit is it Okay, so right, yeah, maybe it's my it's because my microphones can pick it up and it's right in my ear. Um, what was uh, I saying? Um, yeah, I've just been through a lot of stuff in my life, and I don't know. You learn, you learn through lived experience, and I think no one has got that lens on like you have. You will have, you know, and yeah. other people. The, the 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 stuff that you've got to, or the tools that you've got no one else will have and those tools are needed to help other people process the other stuff like you know um that's why i think a podcast in this area maybe specifically for south asians um talking about suicide for brief family members a very you know um a resource will help a lot of people because i think south asian like you know us you're sri lankan yeah. uh, and yeah. british bangladeshi bengali uh, we don't talk about these things especially men especially you know men like me yeah males like us we don't we don't do it we, we, we talk about the people but we don't talk about ourselves like you know and i think that's where we could find some common ground like oh okay this person's is a bit like me see what he's got to say for himself and what are they talking about and kind of helps open up the conversation a bit more what do you think I think it's really good. I'll have a go. If you know, <laughs> I'll have a go. No, no, no. I think that's what I can do. I'll have a go. There's no I'll have a go. You know, no, I'll definitely have a go. Um, I definitely can work. I, I, I do get what you're saying, though. I think it can really have quite a big of an impact as well. Yeah, I definitely the host. Yeah, yeah. be the host because you you wouldn't you wouldn't know how to have that conversation because you've been through it. Yeah. You know, like you've been yeah. more, more than I have in that sense. You're able to guide me to say, look, let's go over here. Let's go over there. You know, do you want to go this way? And, and that's what it is. I think you've got that sort of like, you know, maybe the next it's, maybe it's the next part of your journey. I don't know. Um, and part of your brother's story. Like, what does his yeah. message tell us? What what do we need to know? What do we, you know, where do we go from here? Um, yeah. I think that, yeah, that that would be really, I mean, that's what I'm doing with the charity in that sense. It's actually my family's story, essentially. I mean, yeah, there's other people involved, but um, we're all telling a story in that sense, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, 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 I think I'm sensing you're a bit like me. You're trying to turn it into a positive experience. Yeah. You know, a positive, you know what you mean? So there's there's something really that we've learned something. This this wasn't lost in vain. It was There was some value in it. And maybe maybe it comes after your name, you know. Um, 
<laughs> isn't it? No, it's it is what it is. Like sometimes I think there is yeah. something like that, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's our character. It's our character that actually carries us through. You know, um, yeah. difficult moments because not everybody can do this. That's why I want to say huge, you know, huge round of applause to you, like for what you've done and what you keep on doing. It's just it's because it's not it's it's not it's not it's it's yeah it's very hard work. It's not easy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I suppose that will be at the end of this podcast. Potentially, there's a podcast that might be coming soon. We don't. <laughs> I might, uh, you know, I mean, uh, there might be that might there might be one that um, uh, yourself that you might be looking to to do. I don't know. I mean, I will will keep updated on that, isn't it? Maybe we'll invite yeah. you back once you've started that one and say you've started your podcast or something, isn't it? So listeners out there could be listening. <laughs> isn't it thank you for inviting me to do this podcast it, it means a lot and uh, i hope that you know that some of you have learned something and it's been useful um but uh, yeah thank you so much you know i mean you took the words out thank you for being such an excellent guest thank you for sharing a very powerful message um and also a meaningful story around your brother um and the work that you're doing now normally um i give the mic to you uh, to the guests they have the final say something that you want to share with the guests um or sorry the listeners um or the viewers people who might be watching this and then once you stop talking i'll stop recording so the mic is over to you you can share anything that you want about motivation about inspiration anything you want to share like what they should be if they're feeling a bit low if they're feeling a bit down if they've got someone in someone's situation what what is your message to them in that sense um and then i will press i will actually I'll stop recording once you stop talking so thank you again um uh, for being such a great guest over to you okay um i guess whatever it is that you face in your life um whatever challenges you face, to not run away from those challenges, but to face those challenges head on and believe in yourself, be passionate about what you want to achieve and live with a purpose and you go from your life. That's it. Available on all podcast platforms. This is the Psychology Cast, the podcast that interviews unique individuals on why they do what they do.